Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatt rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mabafia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back fans to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Sean, as always. Today, joined by Jack Punk Hughes for a Fight Week interview. Uh, we've got a fight in only a few days' time. I've really caught you at the uh, the very back end of your fight camp, and this is a great opportunity to really sort of get your thoughts and feelings at this point in time, knowing how difficult it usually gets on that very last week ahead of the mm. fight. Um We've been talking before we've started recording off air about things, but I'm interested to know, like, this fight wasn't supposed to be the fight that you're involved in. You were supposed to be fighting Ricky Little. I know you were so mm. excited for that fight. And then when I seen it on social media, I seen it fall through. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, I feel for Jack here because, you know, this was the mm. fight he really wanted. But you seem to have got yourself involved in another fight here, which seems to be really risky, uh, but also mm. really sort of, blase of you to just go you know what i'm gonna take this fight so just talk to me about how how all this came about and what happened with the ricky little fight yeah so obviously as you said i was meant to be fighting ricky little for the southern area title i was meant to fight him in october he pulled out for the third that was the third time back then he pulled out of a fight with me he said he had covid i don't believe that for one second i don't believe he had covid at all and anyway I actually had COVID during the build-up to that fight, and I was still willing to fight him. So, again, you know, it's just even more, it's just bullshit, in my opinion. Then, obviously, it got rescheduled for the, the 27th, uh, which is this weekend. And then, obviously, I had, a, I had a call from Steve about, must be two, three weeks ago now, saying that he had pulled out again. I didn't even ask for a reason. I don't, I don't care what, no reason he could give would would satisfy me and put my mind at rest 
I already know it was bullshit. I already knew it was going to happen. I've known it for a while. I predicted it that he was going to pull out before he even pulled out of the first, the last fight. On my it's on my YouTube. The predictions are already there, you know. Um, but I found out by watching Steve's interview. Apparently, no one can get hold of him. Apparently, his promoter can't get hold of him or anything like that. And Martin asked a good question. If no one can get hold of him, who signed the contract in the first place? Yeah. Which is kind of, yeah, yeah which is what I want to know. Who did sign the contract? Um, so, yeah, that all happened. And then um, being obviously short notice, two, three weeks before fight date, Steve got me an opponent called Raymond Comey, who is... Um, He's won three African titles. He's won a uh, Pan-African Championship, a West African Championship, and a Ghanaian Championship. Um, he's He won all of his titles at Super Bantamweight, which is two weights heavier than I am. But his, for the last couple of fights in his career, he's been fighting at Featherweight. But uh, this fight's been made at 55 kilos, which is Super Bantam. But as I said, it's still two weights heavier than me. And naturally, I'm not even really, even though all my fights have been a super flyweight, I believe I can make light flyweight. And Kieran, after this fight, well, after the Southern Area fight, he wants me to move down to flyweight. So I'm giving away a lot of weight. Uh, this guy's fought 12-rounders. He's been involved in multiple title fights. He's fought some really hot prospects. Um, he's had 19 wins. He's got a winning record. Ten of his 19 wins are from way of knockout. So, you know, he's bigger than me. His record suggests he hits a lot harder than me. Um, but me being me, I've never ducked anyone in my life. I never want to duck anyone in my life. I've always taken the biggest fights I can possibly get. We had a, we just had come out of a two-year lockdown, and my first fight was meant to be against a man who had already beat me in Ricky Little for the Southern Area title fight. I don't believe in all this uh, ring rust and all this load of crap that people like to talk. You know, it's you, you do it all in the gym. You pick it up there. You get sharp in the gym. If you're sparring, if you're going around, if you're fighting people at top level, then there's no excuse why you can't just go into a big fight straight away. And, you know, I've promised all my people that it's going to be a big fight. And I wanted a big fight. And this is a big fight. You're not doing anything by half here, are you? At all? <laughs> no, it's it's it, you know on a serious note, it's a, it's a huge challenge for you, and you know people, are, different people will have different opinions on it. Of course, they will. Everyone's entitled to to what they think about what you're doing here. Whether some people might say you're just taking an unnecessary risk by doing what you're doing, some others might just say, well, you know, who is this guy? Yeah, okay, he's got a record, but what is his record? So there are always going to be your positives and negatives by taking a fight like this, but your ultimate aim to get back in the ring was our conversation a few months ago for our Ones to Watch series, and we had a chat about this, yeah. and we had a chat about where you were, what you were trying to do. Uh, obviously, if anybody's not, not listened to that or watched that, then please go back and obviously listen to that because you'll get more of an understanding of what, what Jack was talking about there. But, you know, when we had that conversation on our Ones to Watch show, we were talking about, like, what you wanted to do going forward and what you wanted to do was to come back and actually make an impact and, and, and do the things that you always wanted to do before in boxing and you felt like you had the right level of people and support behind you this this time to do that. And mm. what I see on social media and what probably comes across to many others is 
the Jack of old, the Jack that I remember when he first started out, you know, full of confidence, uh, really happy. It looks like he's really enjoying, you know, showing people what he, what he's ready to be doing in the ring. Whereas what I saw before you had the hiatus was that he didn't seem to be enjoying what he was doing. He didn't seem to be that interested. And now I just see a, a guy that looks like he's enjoying himself and he's, he's becoming more immersed in the sport than, than you ever were before. So, like going back to the fight, going back to the fight, and going back to sort of where your mental state of mind is going in for this. Like, it is is it for you just another day at the office in the sense that you are now taking this opportunity because you feel it's going to get you to where it needs to go? Yeah, like as you just literally just touched on, like my confidence is sky high right now. I've I've got a new trainer in, in Kieran Duffy. I've been working with him now for over a year it's been and he's taught me so so much and the people I've been sparring with you know I've been sparring with kids you know back in the day if I was to spar them five years ago they would have just smacked me all over the ring you know I'm, I'm sparring with people now with like Casey Gadimi who was like WBO uh, European champion at my weight class who fought for the British title I'm sparring with Razor Ali, who just got signed by Wasserman Boxing, who's like two weights heavier than me, and he's an absolute unit for super band and weight. I'm sparring uh, Jordan Porkis, who's just turned over as a pro, but won multiple things as an amateur. You know, I'm, I'm just sparring extreme high level of people. And when I started sparring them, of course, they was getting the better of me because this was a kind of hot, like a new thing to me. But now... When I'm on my day, I give them hell, hella problems, you know. So, you know, it's just it's just bringing me on so much. And it's got me into a place where I really believe in myself. And I've got not only do I believe in myself, but my team really believes in me as well. And there's just a real aura around our whole stable, you know, with me, Ali and our, our new man that's joined us, Sharif. Um and we, we all, you know, we all bounce off each other. And it's just it's just a great environment for us to be in. And I couldn't have asked for a better team to be around. And, um, yeah, this is this is it now. It's, it's time for me to show, that you know, everything I say, everything I talk and everything I do in the gym. This is now my time for me to, to, to showcase my skills, to showcase how far I've come, to put a real statement out there by taking on this challenge, which, as you kind of said, it is an unnecessary risk. I don't need to take this fight. But at the end of the day, I've been out for a long time. My I deserve a fight. My people deserve a fight. So I've taken this this unnecessary risk to give everyone what they deserve, including myself. And I'm extremely confident that I'm going to go out and I'm going to beat this guy and I'm going to put on an absolute masterclass come Saturday. It's really exciting, to be honest, because... Like I said earlier, and I touched on it, about the confidence that I can see in you from, from the outside looking in, and I can see how you've changed your mentality, the way you interact with people on social media, the way you are, and also the fact that I said how much you seem to be re-immersed in the sport, so much so that obviously you go into a lot of Steve's shows now, and you're doing ringside reports for obviously uh, friends of yours at Southpaw Jab, and you're doing stuff for them, and you're doing little write-ups for them, and you, you, you're sort of really fully immersed in, in what's going on in the sport again, so it's not like you're, you're around everything all the time, and it's like, 
I, I, you come across to me as somebody who's really enjoying being a part of it again and really enjoying sort of putting themselves uh, through the paces and testing themselves against all these guys in the gym. And, the, you know, obviously the success breeds success. And if you've got successful guys in the gym, successful people around you, it's going to give you that confidence to go on to be successful yourself. And this is this is what Saturday night's all about now, isn't it? It's about taking this 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 risk and, and getting the reward at the end of it and showing people on, a, on our domestic scene that actually you are back and you're not just all full of hot air and you're not just hyping yourself up. You're actually, you've got something to back it up as well. And I think that's what excites me. And I know that's what excites a lot of the people around around your area who are covering boxing at the moment. So on, on a scale of one to 10, how, how excited are you for Saturday night now? It's definitely 10 out of 10. You know, I've, I've been, oh, I've been wait. This has been a long time coming. You know, we've been in the pandemic now for around, it must be coming on two years now. It's like two years in what, February, March or something. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's coming on two years. I, I think I come back out of retirement around March time. So, yeah, you know, I've been out the ring since I think June was my last fight, 2019. So, you know, it's just been a long time coming. And um, and I've got a whole, as I said, whole new people around me, whole new fans I'm bringing in that are excited to see me. But I'm the most excited person, you know. You, you're just talking about everything I do, I've been doing. Like, boxing is my life. A lot of people say it's their life, but it's not really their life. You know, as you said, I'm at your call more than I'm at home sometimes, you know, like, I go there to report on small hall shows that a lot of people, even massive boxing fans, don't really care about. But I care about it because it's my life. I'm a good writer, so I want to write for I want to write for boxing things. You know, I want to report on it because this is what I like doing. I get free entrance to the to the shows from being a from being a um, on media, which is you know ideal for someone like me. I get to go and watch all these shows for free. Like this, it's a dream come true for me. So, you know, that's what I do. Like, I get to interact with even more boxers. Like, I'm such a, a kid at heart and such a big fan of boxing where people that you would say a name to someone, like, for instance, like Jamie Robinson, you know, the Ginger Rocket, mm. or like Boy Jones Jr., um, who have really only ever fought at small hall level. But because I've been around boxing for so long and, and I've watched them on shows like Sky and I've, I've seen them at York Hall, like, I'm a fan of these guys and people probably wouldn't even hear of them. And when I get to report on their shows and then they message me on social media, I turn to my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, look, Jamie Robinson's messaging me. And she might just sit there and be like, who the fuck is Jamie Robinson? But to me, that's just like, I'm such a big fan of it. So for me, it's just like a dream come true. And yeah, man, I just cannot wait now. Like I sit here, I keep saying to my girlfriend every time it gets to like 6 p.m., the day is just dragging out for me. Like the last couple hours of the day, it feels like an absolute eternity. And I'm trying to do things to take my mind off it. I've brought like, I've brought like three games on my PlayStation to try and pass the time, but it's just not passing time. And I just sit there aimlessly like, oh my God, it needs to just, it just needs to hurry up. And we're so, so close now. It is Wednesday. I've got, but as long as I can get Thursday out of the way, because Friday's the weigh-in, yeah. so at least like to pass the time, I can actually eat some food, which isn't too bad. 
but yeah man we're so close i'm so so ready i'm so excited and i just i can't wait it can't come soon enough so going back to the fighter in question who who you're getting in the ring with on saturday night you mentioned sort of the accolades he's got in the ring from from over in africa have you seen a lot of him have you had the opportunity to sort of look at you know what what he's like in the ring is there is there any footage out there of him because i know like there's a lot of small hall shows in africa that don't get any type of a publication like i know some guys have youtube channels in, in in the southern region and they go and they'll they'll maybe film some of these fights or get permission to do it so you will get a little bit of an inkling uh, or you'll get social media and you'll get boxing twitter and you'll get people who are at the shows and they maybe record a few bits of footage from it so you do get to see all that but like somewhere like africa you know a lot of the countries within africa are really poor and don't have the facilities to be able to do this so have you had the opportunity to be able to actually look at what this guy's like in the ring? Have you had any, any chances to sort of like look actually, you know, he might have this record and he might have won these titles here, but I can see a lot of flaws in this guy's game plan. Yeah, like, obviously, I'm probably quite fortunate that he's fought quite a lot of prospects, especially of late. So a lot of his shows have been um, like recorded and they're on, all on YouTube. So I just, I mean, myself personally, I don't really believe in... Um, like proper watching videos and proper sitting down and studying them. I just think on the night, you know, the better man is the better man. I, I think you can watch every, every fighter watches videos and like, and it doesn't really seem to do much for them. If they're, if someone's so much physically better, they're just physically better. If they're a na- more born natural athlete, they're a more born natural athlete. If you have the right mindset to adjust your game plan in the ring, you know, like you could come in with a game plan, but that guy's going to come in with a game plan. And if his game plan don't match your game plan, then you've got to be smart enough to adjust. And that's what boxing is. It's a chess match. You have to be smart enough to adjust in the ring. So you can watch as much footage as you want, but to, in my opinion, it doesn't really have to, um, help much. Like I watch it. I watch a couple of rounds just to gauge an idea of what he's going to bring. And that's what I've done. I've just seen and I've looked at him and I've, okay, I've like, okay, I, I know what his kind of strength is, what his weaknesses weakness is. Um, and I'll just go into the gym and, and I'll do my thing now. So, yeah, I've seen him. Like, I mean, I've obviously caught him on the back end of his career. I mean, it's been a while since he's won titles and stuff. But at the same time, this guy is now pretty much a natural featherweight. I'm not even a natural super flyweight. I'm probably a flyweight or a light flyweight. So when it comes to weight, I'm giving away about four or five weight differences between us, you know. So he's so it doesn't really matter if he's on the back end of his career because he's a lot stronger than me. He's a lot physically stronger and a lot physically bigger than me. So, you know, I've just got to be on the night. I've just got to be smart and fast and use my use my boxing skills, which I know I have over this guy. So, yeah, like I've seen. I've seen a lot of him, but at the same time, I don't, I don't really read too much into what I'm seeing because he is fighting bigger people. He's, he's not fighting super flyweights. He's fighting featherweights and super bantamweights. So I can watch as much as I want, but it's not going to, it really, it doesn't really give me much of what I'm going to expect on a night. I'm just expecting a big, strong man that's going to come in and try and bully me, but it's, it's not going to happen. Like I said earlier, it's a risk. But the reward for you is great because it puts you back on the map domestically. And that fight that you were supposed to have with Ricky Little, then people might actually talk about 
you know, you being put up for that, whether that title gets vacated, whether that gets remo- removed, and then you end up fighting for it in the future. There, there's a lot of prospects in, in taking a fight with somebody who's got a, a decent resume who can actually add something to your resume, which will put you up the ladder a little bit more. So it, it is good. It's a risk. It's a big risk. And people might be sitting watching the video or listening to this and going, bloody hell, why is he taking a fight with a guy who's like, what, two, three, four weights above him? That, that is a risk. That is yeah. a massive risk. But, you know, not, not, not you know, for me, it's not always all about that. If you feel like you're in physically great shape and you're able to use your boxing skills and ability to be able to beat this guy, then, of course you and your team feel it's the right thing to do at this point of your career. And the best of luck to you. The best of luck to you because there's not a lot of people out there that would take such a risk at the moment. There's not a lot of people that would want to uh, risk where they're at in their career because the other side of, of this is that you could go and take this fight and, and if for any reason you know you got beat in this fight, people will be going, oh, well, you know, it's his own fault. He shouldn't have done this and he shouldn't yeah. have done that. So there's always going to be that negative. But I think you've got to be applauded by myself and, and by others that are coming to watch you for, for taking this risk and putting yourself through all that hard training to get there. And I know you've had some great support and it's the time to plug this great support. I've seen it on social media. I've seen you talking about it. I've seen you talking about the companies that have gone behind you uh, and supported you in, in whichever way they've done that. So give them a shout out. I always love letting boxers do that. I know some broadcasters hate it, like, you get your BT Sports in your sky and they'll be, like, trying to cut the guys off when they're trying to talk about the sponsors. And I know some people don't like that. But for me, like, it's integral because these these are the people that are, the, are kind of the backbone of your career. These these put you on that platform. These help you get to that to that level in a different way. While you do all the work in the gym and in the ring, they're the backbone of your team helping you financially, uh, whether it's meal preps, whether it's financials, whether it's allowing you to train for a few days a week and, and not have to work. These are the things that help you become a better fighter overall. Yeah, 100%, mate. So, obviously, a couple of things to touch on, like of what you were just saying. Like, firstly, my sponsor, Forrestal and Son, um, sponsored me. They're a paint and decorating company. Um, yeah, they sponsored me for this fight. And not only have they sponsored me, they then went out of their way and plugged it to their friends and sold tickets for me, you know. I mean, even though they are my sponsor, at the end of the day, the, these people don't know me, you know. we They've um, met me through a, a, like someone that I met online, and for them to go out of their way and do that for me, not, not only sponsor me, but then for them to go out of their way and then plug and sell more tickets for me, it just shows what kind of people they are. They're like, they're amazing people. And not only are they amazing people, the work that they're doing is also great as well. So, yeah, just go over and check them out. They're on my social. I've plugged them on my social media. You'll be able to find a post on there, Forrester on Sun. Go and check them out. And um, the other point is that what you were just saying about people will look and be like, why is he doing this? And sometimes, for me, sometimes boxing is such a lose-lose sport. Hmm. You can never make everyone happy, you know? There's so many things that could happen right now. Like if I didn't fight, it would I'd be out of the ring for two years. It'd be it would be out of my last five fights scheduled. It'd be now the full fight that's fallen through, and then people would be like, "Oh well, I went to go and see him in October. The show got pulled. Then I went to see him in November. 
the show got pulled and now it's pushed till March. Oh, I don't want to wait to like, it's just got, if I buy a ticket again, it's just going to get pulled again. So, you know, then I'll take the fight with a bigger guy and just say, for instance, I'm not going to, but just say, for instance, I lost. They'd all be like, oh, now he, now he's just lost the fight and now he wants me to go watch him in March again. And like, so on and so forth. It's such, it's such a lose-lose sport and it's a lose-lose sport all the time. It's like, people say, oh, we want to see the big fights. Then the big fights get made and the guy that they want to see in the big fight loses. Then everyone just like, oh, he's shit, yeah. he's shit, he lost. Like, he, he shouldn't have fought him in the first place. But this was the like, this was the fight you were calling for. This was your so-called idol. And now you've just like thrown him under the bus like because he's lost and took the fight you wanted to see. It's always, boxing is always a lose-lose. Unless you win, yeah. <laughs> Unless you win, but it's going to be the next thing you do it's just going to be a lose-lose again unless you continue just to keep winning and winning and winning and yeah. winning. But yeah, like, so really people don't, they don't want to see the big fights. They don't want to see, if I was to fight every world champion right now and I lost every single time, no one would give me credit for it. No one would be like, fair play to this guy. He stepped up and fought the best out there. He may not have won, but fair play to him. He did, he, he fought everyone that, that was out there. It was every fight everyone wanted to see. And he did it all for the fans. They would just be like, oh, Jack Hughes is shit. He lost it. He lost all the big fights. He, you know, he, he's just shit. Like, no one would want to associate myself, associate himself with me. So boxing is always lose-lose. People say they want this, but they don't want it. They would rather watch people that fight nobodies, absolutely batter them when it's like an 80% chance they were going to win anyway and just, rack up wins and as long as they've got that O on their record they'll be like oh he was great he was great he was great but never really fought anyone and that that is what people want at the end of the day so it's always a lose-lose whatever I was going to do whether I went into fight in March or whether I wanted to fight in October whether it was Ricky Little whether it was someone else someone would always have their say so at the end of the day I always just think fuck them I'll do what I want to do and I'll do what I think's best for me and so far it's worked out in my career and so far people are getting behind me and so far people are um, being extremely loyal to me, even though I've, I've lost two fights in the past. I've always managed to sell the tickets. I've always managed to put on great shows and I've always ha managed to have a lot of respect from people. And I think mainly that's just because of like the way I am, my attitudes and people kind of, especially of lately, people have really been beginning to embrace me and my personality. So yeah, I just, I just keep continuing to do me. People are always going to have their opinions. People are always going to have their say, but I always do what's right for me. And um, the last final thing I'll touch on, because I'm guessing you probably don't know because of what you were just saying at the beginning, but I've actually, win, lose or draw this fight, I've actually got the Southern Area title fight in March, March the 12th, against um, another fighter called Paul Robert. Fabulous. So you've obviously uh, confirmed that with myself. No, I didn't know. Uh, and apologies if I, if that was a, you know a bit ignorant to that. Um, no. Because it's you know it's one of them. Like you you talked about boxing there, and you 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 sort of you you basically described boxing Twitter. That that you, mm -hmm. the way you was describing the way people are around boxing is is what people are like on Twitter the boxing fans on Twitter the casual audience even some of the well paid pundits even some of the guys that write for the likes of boxing social or 
you know, the Ring magazine or, or the Boxing News, even some of these guys, you know, these are these guys are very vocal uh, about these situations and you can't win either way. No matter what you do, even when you're winning in the ring, there is always detractors out there. There's always people that are going to sit there and, and, and say, well, hang on a minute, this didn't have happened. There's, there's, people will always find a criticism for it, no matter what you do. And it, you don't really notice it until you're say you're not in the ring or you're inconsistent or maybe you lose a fight. I think when you lose a fight in particular, that's when you realise you see the fighters, you know, the people that were surrounding them once before, that the true people stay true to them and the ones that were just hanging on for the ride, you can kind of see them attaching themselves to somebody else instead. And they're usually the first people to slag the boxers off, you know, when they've, when they've, when they've not won the fight and they go, oh, he, he was shit. He was shitting. I knew he was shit anyway. But well, why did you go and support him then? Why did you go yeah. and buy a ticket to the show? And it's the ones that are buying the tickets to the shows that are actually staying loyal to to guys like yourself that are are, are true in my eyes, true boxing fans, because they're supporting their fighters, win, lose or draw. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? And and again, you made a good point as well about the fact that you know this fight is is really significant. You've got the title fight in March, but this fight is still significant because. Of the fact that yeah. you know you're getting back in the ring, you you're also bringing people back into back into you know the, the the foray again. You know people are allowed to come and watch the sport again in person, so you're able to sell tickets again. And what you pointed out there is, you know the the worst nightmares of of a boxer on a small hall show, which is if your fight gets cancelled once, okay, you know you've got to refund the guys that are paying the guys and girls. If your fight gets cancelled twice. Maybe you don't see the same uptake in the in, in the yeah. next lot of tickets for the fight. If it gets cancelled again for a third time, even fourth time, like in your case, you know mm-hmm. it must be hard to then try and convince people to to want to come and watch it because they're like, oh god, you know, I want to see him fight, but oh, it's just going to get cancelled again. So what's the point? And then and that that's what it puts people in that mentality, doesn't it? In boxing, that that's- you know. It's a small. I know it's a. I know it's a small hall problem, and I know that happens a lot on the small hall shows. And I know promoters like Steve Goodwin and many of the promoters in the UK that that put these shows on, they don't even end up breaking even half the time. They end up losing money all the time on the shows because of situations like this. So I know that's always a problem, but it's quite good to you know be open and honest about it. And I think people do respect that in you as an individual and I, and I do think like you said that's why people are, are latching onto your attitude a bit more is because mm. you, you speak you're speaking what a lot of people are thinking you're saying things that a lot of people are thinking or a lot of people on twitter are, are, are spouting and it's good to hear it from somebody who's actually going and getting in the ring and participating in the sport and i think it needs more people like yourself to be a bit more open and honest about it and i, and I think that's the transparency aspect of of the sport and the ins and outs of the sport I think is what would educate people a lot more uh, because you see too many people slandering promoters, boxers, managers, whoever it may be because they're slightly uneducated about how things happen in the sport and how things work and instead they'll just turn into, without even knowing it themselves sometimes, they'll just turn into trolls and they'll just start trolling people on social media not realising that actually you've become what social media is which is a, a world full of it so it's good to hear that from you and I'm genuinely happy that you know you've got the fight and I'm happy that you've got the fight in March because that that's that's huge that's uh, that's fantastic news and I'm really looking forward to seeing how how Saturday goes and I'm looking forward to seeing how March goes as well because I think that will certainly help 
drum up the attention for March. And I hope that they're able to present it for you really well. And I hope they're able to make a real good fuss of it because, you know, you're bringing the attention to the sport in your area again. You're not just going in the ring, as I said earlier. You're actually, you're writing about the sport. You're involved in the sport in that level. So not only are you getting in the ring, but you're also writing about other guys that are like you in the same positions, having the same struggles to get in the ring. And I think that's why people appreciate that. And that's why guys are messaging you in the sport and saying, you know what, Jack, thanks for that. Thanks for writing up on that. Because that's, you know, it's it's coming from somebody who's actually got in the ring. And I know there's another debate. I know there's another debate there to have about people that have not been in the ring, but I'm not going to get into that. I just think people are respecting you and appreciating you more because of your transparency. Uh, and it's great that you've come on so late on before the fight to speak to me about it all uh, and I know it's probably passing some time for you as well but <laughs> thanks for the honesty thanks for the transparency and obviously best of luck for Saturday and, and I hope to catch up with you after it as well Thank you so much mate yeah mate as I always say you know I, I know like I'm giving you my time but you're also giving me your time so you know like thank you for having me on and thank you so much and like if you ever need anyone to come on and just talk for whatever reason about anything you can always give me a shout and I'm always happy to jump on mate and do you a favour because you're at the same time you're doing me we're both doing each other a favour so yeah mate any anytime you need me just give me a shout Podcast Network.